This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. Hi, what do you say we do the Tuesday podcast? What is up, sir? Oh, hi, it's a Tuesday. I did like your shirt today. Pretty, pretty, pretty. Good. That's my Larry David T-shirt. Yes, I kind of figured that's what it was. Although I don't think that I don't, I don't think this is a actual Larry David T-shirt. I'm sure whatever company this is just ripped them off. Of course, unless I mean, did he patent pretty pretty Probably not. pretty good? Probably not. I doubt it. Yeah, exactly. So we always you had the New Haven guy uh, yesterday who was maybe the graffiti guy. Remember him? Oh yeah, he was uh, painting a uh, spray painting penises around town. Right. So let me ask you this. If you ever thought you would get into crime, what would it be? Uh, probably uh, stealing. From, okay. Kind of like a Robin Hood where I feel like I was stealing from rich people that they wouldn't feel it. Fair enough. So there's a guy in Memphis. He tried to rip off an ATM. And by rip it off, I mean like literally rip it off. You know how he tried? With a blowtorch. <laughs> <laughs> See? And how old is this gentleman? It doesn't say how old he is, but he would go in disguise. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he knew they had a camera on it. And it would blow, and he would wear different sneakers and different hats to different ATM machines. Now, the story doesn't say if he was ever successful, but they caught him in Memphis doing this one time. He was blowtorching it to try to melt it or to try I to burn guess. the locks? I don't know if you're doing it to try and cut a hole out of it and open it up. You got to give the guy some props for at least creativity, don't you? Yeah. My friends and I in high school one time when we were able to drive, my one friend had a, uh, a Bronco, mm. and we thought, now... At least, you know, if you're going to do that to an ATM, there's a lot of money in it. Yeah, sure. We we took a, a Star Ledger um, newspaper machine. We we lifted it up. For and what? We, we thought we were going to get the money out of it. Oh, my God. I mean, what could have been in there? A couple dollars and quarters so and what dimes? Was in it? Did you ever do it? No. We beat it up with a aluminum baseball bat. And you couldn't open it. We couldn't. <laughs> We couldn't open it, so we brought it back to where we found it. <laughs> all damaged. Yeah, all, well, no, you know, we were hitting it with an aluminum bat, and those machines were very rugged. I imagine they the probably The metal are. that they were yeah. encased in. I'll give you one. You know, we had a problem when I was in high school. I probably told you this. Maybe I didn't. Tell, just stop me if so. Vending machine theft? Have I ever told you no. this one? We had a guy. I didn't know him well. Like, I'm pretty sure we knew who it was, but I'm not 100%. The way he used to rip off vending machines, he would take a crisp dollar bill and then masking tape. And you would take the masking tape and put it about a third up the way on the bill and then take the same same size tape, 
flip it on the other side. So there was no sticky part. The sticky part got together, and you had a bill that you would put into the machine, and as soon as it clicked in, you ripped it right out, right out. And it worked to where at our high school, I believe there were three machines in the span of a week that had no, like you couldn't do anything. There was no change in them because this guy stole them all. They eventually found, we never found out who it was, but they eventually found someone for it, changed the machines. And the way I understood it, he used to do it in a lot of other places too. And so, was stealing a lot of money. So he was able to steal money or he was just stealing uh, things out of the machine and not no, paying for it? No, them. he didn't take anything. He left the product. He was taking all the change. You oh, put the dollar in, pull it out, and then hit change return. <laughs> four quarters. Oh, okay. Unbelievable. Yeah. You know, that's pretty I'm ingenious. pretty sure that's a true story. Yeah. Because we lost our machines for about two weeks. And certainly illegal, Jerry. Yes, of course it's illegal. I would say all those things are illegal. Doing that, beating up a Star Ledger machine, and trying to blow towards an ATM. Is that the worst thing you ever did? I think so, probably. Is that Not terrible? So bad. Not so bad. I mean, you returned it. Yeah, and you it was didn't stupid. take anything. It's yeah, I don't dumb. Know, I don't know why. Have you we ever thought... thought about what would have happened if you got caught and what just your parents now. would have done to you? No, just now, as I was saying that, I, that's the only time I really thought about it. I mean, and imagine stupid. there were three of us. We were going to now split a couple quarters. I mean, so, right? You could have literally been arrested for a dollar seventy-five. Yeah, each. and it was on a main strip, a well-lit main strip that we took it from. Different time, no different street time, cameras. Jerry. Uh, so here's, uh, speaking of thieves, this is uh, Lodi, California. A woman had had her uh, Amazon package stolen from her front porch. Oh, uh, here we go. We'd kind of talked about this yes, uh, one did. other yeah. time. This is kind of happening around the country. Uh, she had uh, she had a video camera set up, actually, on her front porch, but for some reason, uh, it didn't get a great picture of the guy. Okay. And she wanted to capture him on film. So she, uh, the next day, she figured, well, if he came by and stole my package one day, he would do it another day as well. Right. So uh, she took all of her dog's poop <laughs> and put it in a Amazon box and put it on her front porch, and the guy came and took it, and they got a nice clear photo of him. Really? Yeah, so they're hoping to catch him, and all he really got out of it, Jerry. I mean, that's got to be some surprise. Like, he gets home with his package. He's probably shaking it to see, oh, I wonder what's in this. And then he opens up. He's probably in his living room, Ugh. in his car, and it's just dog By poop, the way, Jerry. doesn't the box reek? I would think so, but he's probably doing a run and grab. You know what I mean? Like, he's running to get it and then darting into his car, maybe throws it in the trunk. That and is then he's horrendous. Out. Yeah, but I like that. So, yeah, they were having problems in uh, places like Vegas, Washington, and Seattle. Huh. A lot of people were trying this method. So if your packages are being stolen from your front porch, uh, just try uh, – what about human pooping in one? That'd be a really nice surprise I mean, dude, for somebody. What the hell is the difference? It's disgusting. Well, All the difference is disgusting. you would have to be the one squatting over a box instead of just scooping up dog poop. Ah. Uh. Lord. Yeah, so I that's mean, happening in uh, Lodi, California, so be on the lookout for thieves there, Jerry. Wow. wow. And then here's this one. This comes from Cleveland, <laughs> Ohio. Yes, Ohio, Ohio. Ohio. A woman says she feels like a prisoner in her own home because every time she goes out, a deer attacks her. That Come can't on. be true. I don't believe that. They're not Although, aggressive animals, are I don't they, know Jerry? They, I honestly don't know if they are or they're not. But where my parents used to live, there there would be deer in their backyard yeah. every day, every but they, night. They, but they wouldn't day. be afraid to go out. No, and my parents lived there for eleven years. No one, a deer never attacked them. Never attacked ever. them. 
So, but I, I don't know. I mean, if you get a nasty one, why not? There was that one America's Funniest Home video. I think they used to use it even in the intro where a hunter went out to go hunt a deer, but the, the kinds with the big, like, antlers, bucks, I think they're called, Jerry. Mm-hmm. And he had uh, doused himself in um, deer urine to oh. attract the deer. And this deer was all in on him. It was it was smacking him, kicking him, diving on him. But he was good enough to tell the story and show the video. Yeah, or someone someone did. Yeah, this woman, Cindy Frost is her name, Jerry, lest you think I'm creating this story. I don't I don't think you create oh, anything you, you bring here. Okay, good. I do challenge some of your sources. Yes. And where you get the story from, That's but I don't fair. think you're in the back with Eddie sitting there, hey, how do we let's print this? Let's type yeah. this up to it. Sounds like a real story. Yeah, like what if we did this? A deer attacks a woman. So it's this Cindy Frost says she's called police about the deer and asked for assistance while she's walking her dog. My question to you is this, Jerry Recco. If you were attacked by a deer, do you think you could beat up a deer? I'm not saying you would go harm a deer on I your have own. No idea. But if you were attacked by no, a deer, do you think you I could don't. beat one up? You know how fast they are? Very fast. No, I'd but be concerned. But it's coming to attack you. You're not. I'm not asking you to chase down a deer. So I just got to stand my ground it's and coming punch at, it in the face. Yeah. I don't know. And you're a grappler. I, again with this. You I could, don't know. I, I said I'd be happy... You know, getting someone on the ground, that someone's not an effing deer. Not a deer. No. I don't think Here's so. what I would do. No, again, uh, this is only if the deer starts it and attacks me. No, of course. You go for his legs. They're so skinny. I would try to take him down by his legs, hold him down. There are four of them, Al. In, type of, in some type of wrestling move, and then call the police. So what are you going to do? Subdue what the deer. Move? Well, like, maybe like a figure A choke four. hold on a deer? Yeah. A reverse joke. How about was it Tommy Boy? What was the movie where Chris Farley's driving down the road and the deer's yeah, in the Tommy back seat? Boy. Was it Tommy Boy? Yeah. That's one of the funniest <laughs> yeah. scenes you've yeah. ever seen. Because his movies are dumb. Yes. That was actually very funny. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I think I could, if I got a deer to the ground, I think I could keep them subdued. All right. You want to get a deer and try it? I do not. I'm nervous about animals as well. Like I wouldn't, if I felt a deer was out there, like if I was this woman, this Cindy Frost in Cleveland, Ohio, Jerry and I felt like the deer was being aggressive towards me, I would stay in my home. All, all the time. All the, well, you the way, don't know is, when they're out. So why is it any different from the way you lived your life until you met your girlfriend That's anyway? That's true. Just I mean, really, you went home, home on Friday, and it was like the vanishing right? <laughs> until, until 3 a.m. or 2 a.m. on Monday. <laughs> That's fair. He appears. <laughs> here he comes. It's alive. Yes, here I am, Jerry. <laughs> Pretty much. Hmm. By the way, how about this that just came over on Twitter? I'm kind of off oh, the rails Oh, just came over on Twitter. All right, Jerry. Breaking news. Oh, nice. Doug Gottlieb has been named Team USA men's head, men's basketball coach for the 2017 Maccabee Games. What does that mean? I have no idea. But, like, he's got a job. He's going to be the head basketball coach? I mean, if I'm reading this right, yes. Do they get real Maccabee players? Maccabee USA, Doug Gottlieb appointed the head coach for the Maccabee USA Open men's basketball team. Well, he doesn't get, like, the stars like uh, like the current players, right? I have no idea. That sounds for geese. He, uh, this is going to be, it's in Israel from July 4th to the 18th. Maybe we take over that show, 2017. Jerry. We'll do those shows. Over what show? Uh, the, he's got a show on the uh, CBS Sports Give up, Network. Dude. Give up what? The whole show thing. Give it Us up. doing a show? Never going to oh, happen. Oh, that's not happening. Never, ever going to what happen. What if more of the show hosts here... Start coaching teams in Israel. Then would there be an opening? What is this like? The end of days? <laughs> if we can get everybody out and there's <laughs> no one left. Yes. Trust me, it's not going to happen. 
You know, Jerry, earlier today, uh, Craig had mentioned this on the show. Uh, I don't know if you were too young to watch ALF. No. I love that. Hey, Willie. Yeah, you were an ALF fan. I liked ALF. Me I too. I saw this. The woman from the Jetsons died. Yeah, and, well, and... the the actor that played in the ALF costume, he was a little person, uh, Michu Mazaros. I thought that was a Muppet. I thought it was a puppet. Me too. Are you sure about that? Not yeah. just the voice? No, he was in the puppet. Really? I didn't know that. Although someone on Twitter clarified it for me, said it was often a puppet, but in those scenes where Alf was seen walking, that's where Michu Mazaros Interesting. was. Now, he was also in a couple other films, and then a friend of mine, uh, Mike Calta, who does a... Uh, shock jock radio show in tampa florida right he tweeted out a picture of michael jackson holding michu mazaros <laughs> oh boy shock jock <laughs> no he didn't photoshop it like oh, michael it was jackson was at one oh. point walking around holding i i did not holding realize. this gentleman well, it's very sad yeah so he passed away but 76 that's a nice life so now that's weird you've got two voice actor type people that died. Right. Judy Jetson. Two legends died in the sports world. Yes. Right? Muhammad Ali and Gordy Howe. Gordy Howe, yeah. So now you need one of each, the way they say Another it voice actor. Very sad. Hmm. Very sad. sad, Jerry. Now where do I go from here? Now we're down. Bring the show down. I guess you, know you watch, right now? I guess you watch Alf as a tribute. See, I don't do that. Oh, you will not I do, do I've never understood why we only honor people when they die. Okay, like the idea now that the guy from ALF died, now I need to get on Hulu so I can watch ALF reruns. Yes, great They've idea. They've been there for the last 25 effing you've years. Ignored Why it. haven't I turned it on once in a while? I'm not going to turn it on now because the poor guy died. I am not now going to go look for, you know, highlights of Gordy Howe from his playing days and whenever. Not, like, why... I guess people have said nice things about Muhammad Ali over the years too, but, yes. like, why do you have to wait until they're dead to have such an amazing tribute to them. And maybe they have done it for Ollie. I don't know that they have or they haven't. But why not pick a day? So as an example, Don Larson, we saw him at Old Timers Day the other day, right? So he's still alive. Don Larson's still alive. He used a walker, went onto the field. He looks, I mean, he's old. He's an old man at this point. It was the 60th anniversary of his perfect game, all that stuff, right? So why not? Why don't we have a Don Larson day for him, I don't know, in August? Because you know when he passes away, Major League Baseball will remember Don Larson and we will honor Don Larson's family. Why don't we honor the man who's still with us? Am I wrong about that? Because it's too many people to honor. We got to wait till they pass. Then we go, oh, we'll, we'll honor See, them. See, I disagree with that. I think you can actually do it in the right way. And I'm talking about you know, like the legends, you know, living legends. Let's honor them. The living legends. Let them enjoy. It's kind of like, you know, we'll put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame when he dies. Why? What's the point now? If we're honoring the living legends, would you have put Alf on that category? Oh, good Lord. Jerry, sometimes you are attacked on Twitter. Would you say that's true or not yes. so much? Sometimes. By the way, actually, I'm in a um, a little zone now, Al, that no matter what I put on Twitter, it's just objected. They People are against it. Oh, they object to everything I write, which is fine. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, but. today was one of those Twitter days, right? They really didn't like looking at the boomerang cart. And when anytime you have a political person on, sure. like Governor Christie, and everybody hates everything about yep. them. Uh, everybody hates every politician who's currently in office. And Correct. we like the ones uh, that are about to go into office, and as soon as they get in, we hate them. For the most part. For the most part. And crossing party lines is a big deal, too. Correct. So uh, athletes, as we know, are also kind of people go after them on Twitter quite a bit. So NBA player Jared Dudley. 
Okay. Are you familiar with him? Yeah, he used to be on the Suns. I don't know if yes, he still is. Yes, I, I don't think he is. Okay. Uh, a guy was really going all in on him, telling him he could beat him one-on-one. Okay. Uh, so Jared Dudley responded to the guy, and he said, $5,000, we'll play the game up to fifteen. I'll spot you five points. Wow. And then said to the guy, if you have a girlfriend, bring her so I can embarrass you in front of her. <laughs> oh, it's tremendous. I would love that's a, that's a really awesome thing to do. And I hope the guy uh, does it because this happened with uh, Chad Ochocinco where he was um, talking trash about playing FIFA, okay. the, video, the video game. Yeah, yeah. And guys had called him out on it. And Chad Ochocinco drove to the guy's house and beat him. <laughs> How awesome is in, that? In uh, FIFA. So it is nice to do every once in a while if you could actually challenge some of your Twitter challengers, Jerry. He was on the Wizards this past year. And the he was Wizards. on the Suns for several yes. years. Hey, it's interesting because there was a story going around that I saw. Someone on Twitter, I think, tweeted it to me. Um, that J.J. Watt of the Texans. I don't know if you saw this. The other day he was sitting in his house and he's like, I feel like playing basketball. So he put out on Twitter, any pickup games I can play in the next few hours? So as you can imagine, how many people tweeted back to him. So he picked one and he showed up. There was a guy out there with his dad. Like, let's play some hoops. <laughs> like, what? I always thought of kind of doing like a Twitter happy hour where I would say, "Sure, hey, I'm going to be at this bar. Who wants to hang? Let's go hang out, well, share that, some beers. Yeah, and that's always been my, he says, you know, I exercise with a buddy of mine. It used to be a lot more than it is. It's only a couple of days a week now. But I always thought it would be kind of cool to pick a park or something. Because, first of all, by doing this, it locks you in. If you put it out there that, hey, we're doing this at this time, yeah, you at this go. place, you better show up. So I always thought it would be kind of cool to find a, a park that's got enough room and enough space you know, 9 a.m., so-and-so park, we're exercising for an hour, who's in? Right. I was going to be really cool. Yes. I've never done it, but I've come close a couple of times. But then the idea is, well, who's running it? And who's You would have to be running it? it. Right. And then I realize I got to do it, which I'm okay with because I've got a bunch of routines that I've written down that me and my buddy do sometimes. But then you need the big buzzer and the clock, and it's just right. it's almost more trouble than it's worth. It but is a lot fun. of trouble. Like, just to see how many people would show up yes. that want to exercise. Yes. I think it would be cool. Yeah, I love that, what that J.J. Watt did that. I think Let's do something like that this summer. Why don't we do a uh, Alan Jerry bar crawl? Yes. A Jersey Shore bar crawl. Right. Right? You have to follow us on Twitter. We'll tell you. We'll give you 30 minutes notice. Fair right. enough. Or whatever, 40 minutes notice. We will be here at so-and-so time, and from there we move on and on and on. Now, here's the thing. This is what I would always worry about. I always, worst case scenario, everything, and and think lawsuits. If some jackass then gets in their car and drives home, are we liable for that person? All right, let's think of another thing. <laughs> you know what? I don't know the answer to that, right. but why even take that chance? How about we just do a wing crawl, Jerry, where we go to different places and have wings. Mm-hmm. And if people buy, get beers on their own, that's up to them. We just call We're not encouraging them. We're encouraging them we to could consume do that. wings. Yeah, I would. we could do that. Of course, if someone chokes on a wing, Jerry, I'd oh, probably sue sakes, you. Oh, for God's sakes, that's out too. Oh, right, that might be out too. I mean, my God, what do, what do we do? We'll just do an Alan Jerry wave watcher crawl? Well, we'll just stand there. How about Alan different Jerry beaches? come to a place and let's just stand there <laughs> together. Then again, what if there's a typhoon? Good point, Jerry. What Good if there Lord. is a typhoon? Did you well, watch? We can come up with something. Did you watch any of this? Uh, uh, part one, the first two hours of the OJ Thirty for Thirty documentary series uh, aired on uh, Saturday night. I did not because I was watching the Sandlot on the baseball field with my kids uh, under the under the lights. It did not do 
great ratings. Really? But see, I want that, to see it. Yeah, I think part of that is it was Saturday night in the summer. That's a problem. It only got 3.4 million viewers. Uh, really? And then it picks up again on ESPN starting uh, tonight, actually. It'll do better on ESPN than it did Saturday night on Because it was ABC Saturday ABC, night, right? yeah. I did, watch, uh, I did watch the first hour of the two hours. Did it go all the way back to his USC D- days? Jerry, or? it is ponderously slow. It is... The first hour, we're still like in up to 1971 or See, something. That's, I don't want it's, that. Here's what they're doing, though. They're setting it up so it's like uh, in near USC was where the the Watts riots were. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, a racial discord in Los Angeles. Uh, there were athletes like Muhammad Ali and uh, uh, who's the running back, Jim Brown, mm-hmm. and a couple other guys, uh, maybe Walt Frazier. That were trying to get together to uh, fight for the rights of black athletes. Uh, there was a lot of uh, they're saying police corruption against black people in Los Angeles, and they wanted OJ to join. And o- the the point I believe of the documentary, this part of it was OJ did not see himself as black. Okay, he did not see himself as white. He saw himself as OJ, and didn't want to get involved in anything. Right. So I think they're kind of setting up that. Um, you know, a lot of what happened with the OJ trial was very black and black versus white, where the reality is OJ didn't uh, see himself as as either of those. Interesting. It's kind of interesting, but it is just a long process of OJ. I think I'd like to pick up on like the third episode. Yes, I want to pick up where the murders happen. I would even want to go back. See, I, I'm a little saying, before. Yeah, his post NFL playing days. All right, we know what he was as a player. Maybe the post days where he's doing all the TV and all the commercials and Monday Night Football and all that then lead me into – it's still remarkable how long ago that is now. Yes. And what actually happened. Yes, right. I mean, it's just crazy. really yeah. is. Life is crazy. That's right, Someone Jerry. said the other day – this to me is – That life is crazy? Well, I mean, we've heard that our whole life. That's Someone true. Someone said to me the other day – what the hell was it? Something along the lines of you get – Said. You get what you give. You get like 30,000 days to live your life. Why waste one? Really? Yeah. That kind seems of like neat, a actually. lot. That seems like a lot? Yeah. Like if you had Start 30... up how many you've <laughs> lived already. It's not that much. Like if you had 30,000 days vacation, you'd be like, I could do nothing today. I've got 30,000 vacation days. You know how... But could you imagine if you put up like a, like a check off the calendar type of piece of paper up? Oh my God, I'm down to 4,213. What are you doing? It gets into like... You know, just three digits. Yeah, like the prisoners do that when they to count down their their days till they're free, Jerry. I'm sure they do. What do the think, hell else are they doing? If you were in prison, do you think you would try to escape by doing one of those things where, like, you use your spoon to try to dig through no, your wall? No, probably not. I'm not smart <laughs> enough to do that. <laughs> Me neither. I, do, I still understand how people do that. How right. do you come up with that plan? Right. It's almost, it's all, it's unbelievable. Someone did escape, though, with, like, a spoon, right? Yeah, well, Alcatraz. Slowly digging. That's how it was, right? It was the yeah, Al- That's where I correct. saw that on the Alcatraz Absolutely. documentary. Yeah, and how they dug a tunnel, and then they were in the bowels of Alcatraz, yeah. and they knew the exact time, and the yeah. way, give me a break. I'm too stupid to figure that out. But what if you had nothing else to do all day? Then you could focus on it. Then you could escape Alcatraz. I have no idea what I would do if I was in prison. I think I might just sit in a corner and read and do push-ups all day. Yeah, like, what do you think you'd be do? one of those really... You either go one of two ways. Super physically fit where all you're doing is uh, push-ups all day or just completely give in and just... Or, like, a veal. And what, you be don't... a bitch? 
<laughs> no, I don't think so. So you would not choose that one? No. You'd probably go the push-ups. I am not choosing that route. And sit-ups. Yes. Okay. Holy crap. Good to know. I got to go. Good to know, Jerry. See you, Al. Oh, see you.